I think I think a friend of mine, Max Attack, who comments on yours a lot too, Max Isaac. Yeah. Um, Owns a, tilt, hand, right? owns a handful yeah, of yeah. affiliates in the Boston area. Yeah, CrossFit Tilt. And um, he, he didn't like that you weren't as uh, direct. specific or direct either. Oh, well, let me say something well, to Jay's, Max. He's really, really worried about being canceled. I'm not at all worried about being I'm uncancelable, <laughs> to be quite honest. But Let's how, test that, that today. today. <laughs> Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez. And me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. Welcome back to the best hour of their day. Fern Ackerman, special guest, James Hobart. Gonna be the worst hour of their day now. No, this is gonna be. <laughs> we've been going through. We've been talking about rebranding, so this is a good opportunity to talk about it. I this like is. That. I've already had the best hour of my day because I squatted with James. It's true. You guys did throw some beef on that. And bar. he beat you, and you said he wouldn't. Yeah, Jason took three fi- three fifty for a double. That was a lifetime PR for a double, for sure. He knew. When it comes to squatting, that's the only time Fern kind of concedes. For now. Me. For now, until I get fixed. He, he does have a hernia. And then he dunked and on you. And a tournament. And then, he did and then I did dunk on How you. How high is that hoop? Six it's at feet. least 11 feet. <laughs> <laughs> What's regulation? 10? Oh, you're so bad at sports. It's 10 foot, right? You're so bad at sports, yes. And is female 9 foot? There's three no. quarters in a basketball game. Yep. Two and four halves. <laughs> Anyway, we hit cap programming. Is that cap programming that today? Is cap. We're at CrossFit Mafia. They follow cap. Yeah. This is your box right now. I mean, well, not it's not my gym, but it's my home gym now. He this is currently trains here. Yeah. Currently train here. How you living close by these days? I live fifteen minutes from here. So, you pass so why were you gyms? late for class? It's <laughs> <laughs> just working, man. <laughs> It's overslept. I overslept. He's busy doing Good. the caps program. He's just like leadership. I lead from the front. Just make it exactly. make an entrance. The reason I, I came in late and there was actually purpose to it is because I know Jason always um, talks so big on the Instagram about what to do with people who come in late. Make them so do burpees. I wanted to see how it was handled. What was your what was your uh, evaluation of that? He just ridic- I was just ridiculed. Perfect. That's what we recommend. That was that's what we recommend. That's part of affiliate you. <clears throat> yep. We 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 have some jokes in there that they can use. They can Yep. To ridicule people. But largely it is to embarrass your clients. Yeah, I was proud yeah. to see that you followed through on what you said you would do. <laughs> That's what you're lead so. by example. <laughs> the, test, the test I gave you, but you passed. So, Fern, James comments pretty often on my Instagram. Well, mostly because he's looking at what a disaster it is. It's like a bad car <laughs> well, wreck. You can't did, look away. I did reach out to him. This might have been like a week ago. And I was like, because you typically say one of two things. That's a good one. Or like, this is dumb. Or I'll, or I'll just say like a, eh. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. 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 Eh. But you say Jomo, that's you a give good the one. Jomo? Uh, yeah. You gave me a that's a good one a couple days. I don't remember what the post was. It was uh, the best one you've done. It was drink more water. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you nailed it. I yeah, felt like that's good great. advice. It was really, really solid. Yeah. Do you remember any that you completely disagreed with? Or maybe not disagree with, but you're like, that's actually, 
I'm mad or like no, he's dumb. Not mad, but I can tell there are some times when you're directing your attack at some but somebody or buddies specifically, and you kind of hold back. There was one you said about like people sharing advice um, reg- with with other affiliate owners, and they're not in a position to be sharing that advice or haven't had the experience to share that advice. And I, like, and I, I felt like, like there were specific going. people you were targeting. Oh, oh, I and, see. Um, so you'd rather? And I wanted you to like. Say I wanted it. more. Say it. I think I think a friend of mine, Max Attack, who comments on yours a lot too, Max Isaac. Yeah. Um, Owns a, tilt, hand, right? owns a handful yeah, of yeah. affiliates in the Boston area. Yeah, CrossFit Tilt. And um, he, he didn't like that you weren't as uh, direct. specific or direct either. Oh, Mac, well, let me say something well, to Jay's, Max. He's really, really worried about being canceled. I'm not at all worried about being I'm uncancelable, <laughs> to be quite honest. But Let's how, test that today, today <laughs> right we're now. Put that, we're I mean, I've gone test. down the white supremacy <laughs> path and no one canceled me. So let me... Let me um, be, let me speak to Max directly. That's a bitch move, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm saying it because you're upset at me for not calling people out, yet you didn't call me out. He called you straight out on, on the Instagram. I think he was like actively commenting on it. He reads comments. I mean, I don't know Max. I, I, we may have met, so sorry, Max, if we met. That was like Tosh yesterday. Like He just was ripping people. It was great. And, and um, <clears throat> Made my heart warm. But but actually, that made me think about Tosh because you say I wasn't direct, and Tosh was super direct. Yeah, and I like that about him. So I'm gonna, you know, I I did say to Fern, you know, we had a little bit of a beef with some people. When I say we, Fern kind of gets looped into it because I'm the one creating the beef, and because he's my partner, he <laughs> kind of gets associated yeah. with it. But um, that's way it works. Well, no, we were pretty we were pretty aggressive in in that. But I I could be better. I th- felt like there needs to be a a bad guy. In the CrossFit world, and that's us. Yeah, Adrian Bosman and I used Are to always talk about guy? this. Uh, the CrossFit Games needs yeah. a heel. Yeah, yeah, a heel. And yeah. but yeah, but we can Who be like comes down and like pulls Pat Vellner's shorts down <laughs> and like <laughs> sprinkles itching powder in you know there, somebody's pants. There's no heel in the broadcasting world. You no. know, like there's always no, like, not broadcast. Eh. <laughs> Who would you say? Yeah. Who do you got? I'm not going to say oh. that. I'm going to be indirect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, like you watch WWE. I've been on this, this person's podcast. Yeah. yeah. You watch WWE <laughs> quite often. You watch WWE and there's like the good guy broadcaster, the bad guy. And you need that. In the, you just need like the person asking tough questions, you know, pushing people in, in that space. But in the in the overall space, we are the bad guys. But almost like, remember the 90s, like Stone Cold was the bad guy? But people loved him. Loved him, and that's where we are. Because you're the bad guy that's like standing up to the authority, or or pushing your agenda because it's the right thing. You're the people's champ. The people's champ. The We're rock. the rock. What the rock? Katie. He's not a bad ro- guy though. But there were plenty of times he was the bad guy, but he would get cheered. Okay. I think his character morphed into. The face, correct. So correct. We are, uh, yeah, we are the heels in the in the broadcasting cro- cross disagree, the world. But, that's but the reason I think it's good to be a little more specific is will force you to to be a little more articulate about it. I think it's easy to be like, oh god, all these dickheads out here who just haven't owned gyms but giving gym advice, you know. Right. But if you're like, hey, I don't know, Bob. I don't know any of those guys. Bob. Yeah, no, I, I'll, 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 I'll take that feedback. One thing we like to do. As you know, as a longtime part of like, seminar hey, staff, that, that Jason Ackerman with his whiteboards and his shitty handwriting. <laughs> Gosh, that Do you guy. Gets handwriting is no, I said it's got a lot better. That's something I've it's noticed. It's just going definitely slower. better. Than handwriting mine. is really just slow down. Every year when I get my every year when I get my eval, they're like, "You write like a sociopath." You write 
That like a when sociopath. Fern gave his first lecture at one of the summits we were at, he's like, what feedback do you have for me? I was like, well, you write like a psychopath. So yeah. there's that one. That was really it. The lecture was great. No one can read your writing. It was like a barnyard chicken. Yeah, I was writing with my non-dominant hand, basically. Oh, so. But, you know, a lot of them also are I'm generalizing because I do want people to look at it from a broader perspective and not only in the CrossFit world. But I appreciate any why, why can't you give affiliate advice without having owned an affiliate? I think... Right? Well, you, anybody can give advice. But yes. you, know, you know what I'm saying. Right. No, I think, I think you can. What, what, uh, what I think becomes problematic is, is just blurting out generalities, which is not what people need. So if I, you could give... Um, I don't know. We've, we've been guilty of it at times. Like, hey, punch cards. Don't sell punch cards. It's a stupid idea. However, I would back that up and I'd be like... 90% of the time, I would hold true to that statement. But there are geographic locations where if I look at the business, we pop the hood on and I'd be like, nope, you should definitely sell punch cards. That's a significant portion of your revenue based on the demographic, the transient nature of where you are located. But that's my beef is it needs to be more specific. It can't just be like, do this. And I'm like, well, there's uh, you know, at least a half a dozen scenarios off the top of my head where that would be a horrible idea. But that's the salesy hook, right? Like nuance doesn't doesn't get clicks or, or likes or sells. It's like it's, you got to say that crazy thing. And then I disagree. I think that used to be the case, but I think Joe Rogan's a perfect example. He's the king of nuance at this point. And that's where people go to have like, okay, I want to I want to know. I want to hear like I want to hear an, a full thought not just like a partial thought. Uh, and I think that's where, I think that's where largely where we try to live is I, I would like, I prefer to live in a full thought world, not just like a, Hey, here's a good little Instagram clip. That's not a full thought. Um, that doesn't create any sort of clarity. It, it actually creates ambiguity, which I think is really annoying. But e the thing is even a full thought on Instagram is not a full thought because you have X right. amount of characters, a picture, you know, I can really dive into some of the concepts I want take 15, 20 minutes no one would pay attention to it. So you need to put something out there that draws attention, good or bad, gets a reaction. There's definitely a strategy there. But like last night, we were bantering via text. There was a ton of non-full thoughts in there. <laughs> <laughs> and we went down the road. Can rabbit. I tell James what I said to you? I was like, you guys were texting. It's like 9 o'clock at night. And it stopped for a moment. Well, and can I we just talk about why? I, t I just texted, hey, what time are we started? Yes. And then a couple of jokes started. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be the guy in this three-way thread to keep this going, it's late. And then <laughs> at I was nine like, o'clock. It's late. <laughs> it was nine o'clock. Like I was chilling out, and then I looked back at my phone, and there was like fifty texts between the two of you. Definitely not fifty, but there was like twenty talking about Frito Lay's and Coors Light, <laughs> and I was like, uh, these two, these two are the ones doing it. I was trying to be the more mature one. You are, yeah. Uh, you are. And but, here we are. And here we are. No, but like, so uh, there's a, there's a lot of that in the programming world, which is like, you should never do this or you should never do that. Instead of explaining. There's a time and a place for it, but educating people, which is, <clears throat> I think there's a difference between trying to get people's attention for the sake of getting some sort of notoriety versus like, hey, here's a thought because I want to finish the thought on a different forum, which is kind of the way we use Instagram. This is a full thought, long form, in, uh, long form podcast. Which is, is why I can't get canceled because people know that I don't mean harm by a lot of the things I do or say. I'm coming from a genuine and authentic place. So I think that's why. Or like, maybe they just pity you so much. They're like, that guy's not a threat. <laughs> that could be. Which <laughs> Definitely I'll take also. not threatening. But I want to go back to your question and answer it a little more directly. If you're not a box owner, you can give advice. The issue that I have more often than not is those same people are not giving CrossFit advice. So it's like, hey, you need to have more personal training. You need to do this or that. And it's like, that's a cool idea. That's not CrossFit. 
So stop giving CrossFit affiliates advice that doesn't help a CrossFit affiliate. And yeah. that's where you and I spoke a little bit, I think, offline too. Yeah, no, and, and I agree with you there. And I do think one of the things we've seen um, fall by the wayside is this idea that you can't run a successful business based on group classes. Exactly. And that you can't do a group class in a way that is um, virtuous. And I don't think that's the case. And I, I could be totally naive to that. And after whatever years of experience, I could be way off the mark and be super biased. But uh I'm definitely more excited when I hear advice for CrossFit affiliates about, hey, how do we do this group class thing well? And um, I've seen lots of affiliates, not lots, I should say that. I've seen a handful of affiliates out there who are excellent at making money in doing everything but running a good group CrossFit right. class. And um, I think because people see that success, they're like, well, you can't do the group class model, so you have to only do all of these other um, tertiary revenue drivers. And um, I, those could certainly help. And I talked to you about, a lot mm -hmm. about this. I don't have a ton of business experience. I've seen a lot. But um, that's something I always think about is like, how successful could this group class model be? And what are all the things, um, and this is what I'm interested in, what are all the things you need to do in order to make that model successful and do it, do it really well? Well, I think one of the fundamental breakdowns there is, I, and I do agree with your assessment there, that people, because you've seen other people, and by the way, I, I wish all those people, that, that I'm not mad that they're doing successful with all these other things. Like that's, that's, a, that's a misinterpretation of my feelings with regard to the subject. My beef is that, the thought now is like, oh, I have to do those things in order to be successful. And like, no, that is inaccurate and not what this person set out to do. So we've pulled them off of their, not core value, but like what they started with without actually making them really good at it. And now they're mediocre at a lot of things rather than being really, really excellent at one thing. And then start putting those other arms on uh, around the side of it. I'm all for those things where I think it, it can create a lot of problems as if it's just mediocre. And then I start diverting my time, energy and effort onto these other things because, you know, in the sake of driving revenue, which I have no problem with money, but I think it's a flawed process and I don't think long term it yields what people want. That's my beef with the whole thing. It's like create something excellent and then you can, attach anything you want to it. I think the mediocrity also comes from they're encouraging people to do something they don't actually like or want to <laughs> do, right? Like, So it's like, yeah, no wonder you're not great at one-on-one -on -one training because you left that industry or you didn't open an affiliate to do that and now we're telling you that's the way to make money. We've been to four or five boxes this week alone that's, that are very successful through group classes. I, I would like to get your thoughts on this, James. So I've been having this thought lately that um, I think, and I, I, this is definitely not intentional, but I think there has been a gap between what happens at the level one and then going back into the affiliate and continuing to drive excellence. I have no, I have no, um, answer to that problem currently, but I do think that if you were to look at the kind of the cohort of seminar staff people, and then I walk into the average affiliate, there's an obvious gap and that's what I think needs to be bridged. And this is this is kind of why we started the podcast. Is kind of why we're putting other information out is to is to make a little bit better conduit for knowledge transfer. And and because our job should be like not the purveyors of all the expertise and just holding it in our rice ball, but like that should be given away. Like we should be making every, pe every people better at every step of their journey, not just when they show up to level one, not just when they show up to level two. And I think those courses are phenomenal. I think they're the best out there. But there's obvious kind of a 
friction points there in my, in my experience. Yeah, no, I think that's really astute. I, you know what I think is so awesome about the level one and, and this, I hope this doesn't come across as I'm saying the level one coddles coaches and new athletes coming across it because I don't think it does. But at the level one, it's this really cool environment where the team of red shirts who are there and even the team of the students who come into class, um, they're really all there to help each other. And if they don't know it yet, by the end of the weekend, that's the vibe. I mean, that really is you have this environment where it's like regardless of walk of life, why you're there, experience level, by the end of the weekend, you now have a cohort of friends who you really realize are concerned about your well-being in terms of fitness. And I think what happens is the other thing is that one of the best things about the level one is it stays inside of its lane. It's why right. one of the reasons I like it so much is we don't go into level one and the level one, we don't talk about stuff that we don't know about right. and we haven't experienced or trialed or tested for two decades on end. Now, that being said, if you want to get really good at coaching people in group classes, improving their life through fitness, you could take the tools of level one, refine those tools, continue to, you know, as we've looked at coach Glassman in the past, I said, once you've mastered the basics, start again and, you know, kind of pay attention harder. Anyway, I don't think a level one coddles, but it's a super supportive environment. It's very narrow in its focus um, in terms of all of the things you might have to deal with as an affiliate owner. Now that's not to say that the level one doesn't make good coaches. Correct. But when you go out there in the world, the level one, we don't talk about how to run the financials of a business right. and we shouldn't in that environment. And I think what happens is you have someone who steps out to the affiliate ownership world and they're like, Hey, I get this group class, but maybe they don't have any of the tools to deal with the other stuff. And so not to blow smoke, but that's kind of what cool, what's cool, what's cool about what you guys are doing. Um, and other people who have had success as an affiliate owner or a small business owner and an affiliate sharing and, you know, best practices with people. But I think that's one of the big challenges and I, I saw this in level twos. I talked to people in level twos. I'm like, hey, when was the last time you worked out? We, we do a two, you know, we work out both days at the level two. And a lot of the people coming in are affiliate owners. And they'd be like, oh, I haven't worked out in three months. And this was something I didn't understand. And I had been around a lot of affiliates until I went and owned an affiliate. And I'll say this, I wasn't even the person coaching the most classes at my affiliate. Um, I was like the welcome wagon. I'd show up, high five. I caddied people through workouts who are new, maybe throw out the trash once in a while and clean the bathroom. But, um, it made sense to me after owning an affiliate of like what that process is like, mm -hmm. because you're way more, you become more inundated with just, I always joked, answering emails and changing toilet paper. But, and I don't want to say two things to what you said. One, going back to the level one, that was by design by coach Glassman, right? He, I'm going to make you a great trainer. Yeah. Figure out the rest and the cream will rise to the top. Yeah. So I think there's definitely that. And you know, in fairness, there's always Q and A, so you know maybe not with James, but you work with Chuck, and it's like Sunday mornings, like a two hour Q and A. We've had those questions, but it's not part of the curriculum, yeah, right. if you will. You know, and then what you just said about affiliate ownership, we deal with that all the time with our clients, and we tell them a couple things. One, put your workouts in your calendar, like it was your, like you were training someone, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're of no use to everybody else. But bigger issue is most affiliate owners are just chasing shiny objects, that doesn't have to be the case. That's the case when you're a mess and you're disorganized. I guarantee Brentney here at Mafia works out regularly because this place seems pretty like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great gym, and I agree with you. She on is that. an affiliate you client, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and on seminar staff, I mean, she's an she's an excellent coach. That was a great class. That was a good class. For, I mean, that was a well executed heavy day, and not just because I was the strongest person in the room. <laughs> second, second strongest. The yeah. games athletes don't count in, on the whiteboard. Oh, okay. But but I think the the back to that point, 
like I said, I think the level one does exactly what it sets out to do excellently. And that's introduce people to coaching and CrossFit methodology and help give them tools to improve as coaches in a group class format and teach them CrossFit. Um, but I don't think, you know, going to a level one is going to make you a, you know, pop whiz business owner. And that's because it doesn't teach you a lot of those business skills. Nor, nor does it tout that it will. That's exactly. not what it's for. That's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a CrossFit affiliate owner course. It's a level one trainer course that you can walk in here and you could coach, you know, any number of athletes, you know, at least with moderate proficiency. And I, and I think too, as an affiliate owner, like I said, in the level one, you have this environment where everyone is supportive of you and your journey. And there's definitely parameters and borders of like, Hey, we're going to do this workout with thrusters at the end of the day. We'll scale you any way, shape or form, but no, you can't go over there and like, I don't know, pick your nose and right. play on Instagram. We're going to do some form of workout. I do think when you step out into that world of being a affiliate owner for the first time, like you, it's a hard, and someone told me that owning a small business is, is like, um, I read this somewhere. They said, it's like, everyone's watching you run your business. And they're like, wow, look at that guy running his business. It's like watching somebody ride a lion. You're like, holy shit, that guy's riding a lion. You know, you're a naughty lion. You're a naughty cat. You're a naughty cat. And you're sitting on top of this lion and you're like, what the fuck am I doing <laughs> on top of a lion? And, um, that's what it's like owning a small business. And I think that's one of the issues is you get out there. And you started with this, you know, very simple, narrow premise, make people's lives better via fitness. Right. And you've lost the support of like, how do I do all this other stuff though? Right. And, and that's exactly why they need coaching. And again, it doesn't have to be us. One thing that we tout is, you know, we are for affiliates by affiliates. And we've done this, you know, six times between the two of us and then some. So whether it's with us or any number of the, sh you know, shitty coaching out there, <laughs> that's fine too. But the point is, the point is, you need you need that help because you are riding a lion with no experience riding a lion. It's like, okay, I've you know walked a dog. Now I'm riding a lion. Yeah, yeah. Not the same thing. Yeah. You know, and you've worked out. Not the same thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about programming for a moment. Cap. Cap. What's new with cap? Well, before we even say what's new, rumor on the street, you made a hundred million dollars for the cap sale. Is that accurate? Two hundred million. Two hundred nice. million dollars. Yeah, that was way more than hence, I thought it was. Hence be. the full Lulu. <laughs> yeah, hence the star outfit shirt. right here. Um, the toupee. Is this a toupee you're wearing? Toupee. Two toupees. <laughs> it looks a little it's, fake, it's but I don't hat. think it yeah. is. Look at the grays are real. <laughs> purposely, hey, Cassandra, put a little gray in this. Make it look real. <laughs> um, yeah, I got I got the Joe, the Joe Biden veneers. Um, Yep, two hundred million. Morning Chalkup didn't <laughs> get all of that right. Of that. Austin got yep, most of that. Yeah, he got most of Spencer, most of it, and then um, they yeah. got you this shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Now, honestly, these pants have a stitch in them. Been wearing them for the last four days. You know what? That's the you're like Warren Buffett. You're like Warren Buffett. Same home for all these years. Similar making, fitness capacity. Yeah, exactly. You look similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, Morning Chalkup was inaccurate on that. It wasn't. They didn't get everything right. Gotcha. Yeah. That's all right. They've um, been known for that. I don't want to dig morning chocolate because I, I love Brian Friend who's over there. So Yeah, Brian Friend, uh, uh, I mean, Justin, good people. They're trying. They're, yeah. they're doing something cool. And uh, I, I, that's an exciting thing to have in the CrossFit space. But anyway, um, nope. So that's uh, that's not the case. But uh, when you see me step into a Lamborghini outside, that's definitely <laughs> nice. fine. It's definitely a rental. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But what's, so talk to us about CAP. So you guys, if that's officially been live for affiliates as far as purchase-wise since January. Yeah, right. yeah, basically ended December, uh, Jan yeah, started January. But um, for free trial, we started a wait list back in July mm -hmm. of uh, 2021. And um, through that wait list, um, a lot of people signed up. Um, it blew away our expectation. I think 
something to the extent of like 4,000 people signed up on the wait list. Right. And I think the original affiliate owners, affiliate right. owners. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, and that's one of the big things is it's for affiliate owners and for affiliates. Um, so if you're not LOR affiliate, um, you can't sign up for it. Meaning license on record record. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so they started that in July and I think the original expectation was around like a thousand to 1500. We expect on the wait list. Okay. Um, we had 4,000 people come through, but then, you know, of course not everyone is like, <laughs> not all 4,000 of those affiliates. Cause that would be a significant chunk of the affiliate market. Right. Um, some of them are just like, I want to see what this you, is about. Yeah. You think about a community that's 10 to 12,000 affiliates worldwide. Like that's a, you know, it's a, huge a third portion. of is, right. is enormous to think everybody's doing it. Um, that would be really fun and exciting experiment, but, um, you know, and it was very hard to tell too how many, you know, what does it mean to use the program? Right. Um, I would receive feedback, talk to affiliate owners. Hey, we're just trying it two days a week. Hey, we're following it two weeks behind. Hey, I just pull something out of it once in a while. Hey, we follow it every day to the letter. Um, and so that's been a learning experience for us because as we've gone through this cap process, we've said this from the start and, um, this is kind of businessy jargon and lingo, but you know, we said, you know, we, your feedback matters and we want to take your feedback as a listening process for us. And for me, it really has been, and I've grown really thick skin, um, throughout this time. My relationship with cap is participating in the process of programming for it, managing, helping develop the content, but also the team man, helping manage them and guide them in developing that content as well as operating inside of CrossFit and working with other, this is the business term, cross-functional, working with other parts of CrossFit, whether it's our copy editing team, our media team, um, the uh, EDU team, the training team, to make sure that what we're putting out there in CAP, um, and this is something that is familiar to me. I've worked on seminar staff a while, but make sure what we're putting out on CAP you know, runs lockstep with what our methodology right. is um, in terms of CrossFit. I've, I've long been of the opinion that the, I don't want to say programming doesn't matter. It does matter. It's like religion, would you say? <laughs> It, yeah. can, it can be. It can be for sure. People get very attached to it. But Did you agree with my, I don't, I don't want to derail you. I, d- I'll go back. I didn't necessarily agree with what you said. <laughs> you don't okay. agree with that? The program. So I put up a post that said programming is like religion. He said it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. I don't want us to go so far as to say it doesn't matter. I have said that. I, let me apply context. With regard to what ye, CrossFit is trying to accomplish, I have always thought of the best way to make really well-rounded coaches, the vehicle for that is programming because that's what they have to walk out onto the floor and execute on a daily basis. But it's not necessarily about the programming. And when I look through cap resources, I look through the different variations of the workout, the different resources, the lesson planning, the video, the wad briefs, like there's a, there's a ton of back end. And I've said this from day one. I don't think it's about the programming. I think it's about everything that's behind the programming that would lend itself to being a knowledgeable coach when you, when you walk out onto the floor, because my argument would be if I gave you, you know, the any asshole workout and I didn't let you look at it at all. And I walked out there and I said, you have five minutes to look at this, go coach a class. My bet is that you would run a good class regardless of what the movements were. You're referring to James specifically, right? There. Not you. Um, <laughs> I was actually, I, you know, I was going to let you rebut and hear no, what you have to say. And you know, as we talked about with Instagram or any social media, people will argue what they read or how they interpret it. There's bad programming. Like, what does bad programming look like? A lot of redundancy, a lot of you know workouts that don't lend themselves to increasing intensity. Seven um, parts in one seven, hour. Too much in an hour. Let's. Put those aside, and uh, we all can agree that's shitty. My point was, whether it's cap, 
most of the other program you would pay for. I'll clarify on that. Shitty in the context of the format it's being delivered. Sure. That could be. Um, but, you know, any of the paid-for programming, or even if somebody sat down <clears> and was like, I'm going to really look at the Glassman model of, like, GWM and, and mixing it up to couplets and triplets, more important than what you're actually doing is that you're showing up being consistent with it and pushing hard, right? Relative intensity. People can take that to whatever direction they want. You know, case in point, Fern and I dropped into four affiliates this week. We're fine. You know, and we did kettlebell swings two days in a row. We've pushed quite a bit. Today we did some heavy back squats. If if you if there's redundancy, scale, modify as needed. But it, Or but, just deal with it. Or just deal with it, right? Like, turns out deadlifting two days in a row is not the worst thing you can do. I mean, look at the, the, it's always funny to me that the same people that <laughs> idolize CrossFit Games athletes and want to do what they do then set those rules of like, because I said, 40 different athletes are doing 40 different programming. They're all really fit. And some of those guys do the same thing day in and day out. I just don't think members know enough to tell you what is good or bad when it comes to programming. Well, that's a whole different take. I think that was nicer, but that's better what said than whatever well, that... My that that's <laughs> my point. You can't do that on Instagram you if I say it like that. Really insightful theological rant yesterday. Um, <laughs> and it's the same with religion. Look, I don't want to get canceled. All religion is the same. It's the same story told with slightly different narratives. like Different characters. Different characters, slightly different times, different persecutions for us Jews. <laughs> um, right? But at the same time, it's like, it's all the same. It's Jesus, it's God, it's... Allah, whoever you're believing in, that well, is it any wonder that Easter, Passover, uh, what's the the one where Muslims fast for Ramadan, like Ramadan, Ramadan, all fall around the same time and have fasting involved? No, because it's all the same damn thing. Same with programming; it's constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. And with that, we've solved all the world's problems in but world we didn't, peace we didn't in write 29 it down. minutes. <laughs> we world, didn't write it down. Every, I got the solution. Everybody convert to Judaism and follow cat programming. <laughs> we got a better world. <laughs> yeah, I like that. We're doing some circumcisions live on today's show, James. <laughs> Slap that baby right here. <laughs> All right. Katie, leave the room. Bye-bye, turtleneck. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Nobody It doesn't knows. matter yeah, now. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I don't know, bad programming. I think ineffective programming would be programming that doesn't help you reach the goal of whatever that state of goal, word, goal right? is. Um, you know, I'll kind of, I'll kind of, be PC there and, and fence it. I think programming matters because we wouldn't spend so much time talking about it, teaching it. Um, people wouldn't be so concerned about it if it if it didn't matter. To what extent it matters, I don't know. And also, if programming didn't matter, we'd all do Zumba, right? Um, right? Because it's probably a lot easier than. Man, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to diss any anything. But um, you know, I've always joked in the level one format. You know, if the programming didn't matter, we would probably just do the movements we liked, maybe some functional ones sometimes varied, sometimes not at like meh intensity, right? It's like the high intensity is not easy. It's challenging. So I do think programming matters. Um, I think what's a more important question is, is it the only thing that matters? And I think you guys answered that. No, absolutely not. And I think if you have an excellent coach out there um, who is very in tune with all of the athletes in the class and what their goals are, yeah, probably anything could be on the board. But then what you're going to see that coach do um, is scale that class relative to ability levels or help so-and-so target the workout in a specific way to meet maybe a weakness or a goal. Therefore, they're programming and adjusting the programming. So I do think the programming matters. Um, I don't think it's the only thing that matters. And that's something we set out to do with CAP. And um, I don't know if we've achieved that yet. I think about it way too much. Um, it reminds me of that scene in the office where he's like, Michael Scott's like, uh, I care too much. I work too hard. I work too hard. 
I care too much, and sometimes I can be too invested in my job. Just sounds so cheesy. Um, I think it's about biggest weakness. Yeah, he cares exactly. too much. He cares too much. <laughs> I squat too heavy and I care too much. He's too fit. Um, but um, where was I? Oh yeah, I've never wanted Cap to just be programming. When people say, "Oh, what you know, you guys are offering programming," and it's like, "Yeah, programming's part of it." But it matters to me that you get some sort of coaching development tool. It matters to me that you get insight into the. You understand the context of it. You have um, tips and progressions. And so basically, what we've set out to do. And it, we're a long way from that, I think, but we're headed in the right direction. Is I've always said I want it to be a concierge service for affiliate owners and coaches to the extent that if there's something you want to do in terms of implementation in a class, you want for nothing. Um, you can find it there. You can find it there. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> it's not just programming. Because if you look at the content we put out, it's certainly not just programming. There's a lot more than that, and like well, that's what I was telling you before earlier. I was looking, I was looking through it because we have it. We don't because uh, and the reason we don't use it is not because I have any issues. But Cassidy likes to program, and I'm like, well, I don't want to take that away from you. And I don't think any if if you got somebody there that like wants to own the product, I think that's totally cool. I, for the other and and we're fortunate in the fact that there's three red shirts at my facility, so that. Is that development is kind of baked into the cake, but for affiliate who doesn't have somebody who wants to own that and maybe doesn't have that kind of level of pursuit of excellence in there, then, then this is an amazing tool. Like looking at just the amount of volume that comes with one day's worth of programming hurts my brain. Honestly, I think I think about what you guys are doing to produce that stuff. And I'm like, that's not easy to put out there. Yeah. We, we put a lot of content out. It's funny when I hear you say like how much content goes out. One of the biggest things we've been looking at recently, and this is really in the reducing weeds it. is reducing it or trying to convert it to a medium that's easier for people to digest. Right. Um, it's been really fun. You know, I always thought as we put it together, I was very confident in that like, Hey, I feel like our class win will speak to the best coach as well as a novice coach and somebody in between. There's a little something in there for everybody. And just through feedback sessions, ch chatting to affiliate owners and anecdotally, um, and even through survey, I've seen feedback that say, Hey, this is too much information or this is too much for me to follow given my current level as a coach. So one of the big things we've been looking at, um, and this is something for me that's changed in the last two years is how I view like being in a gym, coaching, programming, the experience. But, um, how do we actually make it so we actually really do speak to coaches of, you know, who have been doing this for as long as you guys have, give you something valuable, but also maybe someone who's, this is my, I'm out of the level one. This is mm -hmm. my first week of class. What do I get out of this? And how can I use this as a compass to, to make this class successful for everybody in it? So we look at that a lot and that's been a big goal of ours as well. So yeah, I'm going to keep bro banging that. It's not just programming drum, but, um, but with that being said, I think your team, specifically you, Spencer, and Austin, and you know everybody that supports that, could take any programming out there, do what you're doing for CAP, and it would be just as effective. It's, and some of that might be, well, this programming has seven parts, like Fern said, we're going to make it three instead of seven. It's, it's, in my opinion, less about the actual workouts and more about what you're putting behind the scenes. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't argue <clears throat> with that too much. Um, you know, one of the things I've been really interested in is the fact that, you know, we do, let's assume we have 12,000 affiliates worldwide and a lot of them operating with different measures of success, right? If I'm just like somebody who's retired running a garage gym affiliate, so 15 of people from my neighborhood can hang out, like my approach and vector and target is very different than someone who's starting an affiliate to make a, a career out of it. But um, that, that being said, I've lost my train of thought. You said three... 
people coach oh, me Austin Spencer right. I'm saying whatever the programming is you could take the programming you guys could basically apply yeah. the recipe to that got it so, so something I've been really interested in is you have all these affiliates worldwide probably taking this general principle of constantly varied functional movement executed at high intensity um, scaled relative to somebody's ability taking that general principle and applying it a little bit differently and having successful results in terms of physical fitness right maybe not like profits or whatever those business results are but having successful results what i'm really curious about now especially as um we've cast a pretty wide net in cap in the amount of affiliates that are interacting with us and we're providing programming for is could you get the right data set to finally figure out like what is the ideal level of variance what is the you know what are all the toggles that we talk about the level one those elements that you can vary like what should those levels be set at to actually most effectively achieve that long-term, you know, climb toward the distant horizon of fitness? So I think about that kind of stuff a lot now, which makes me think that programming does matter. But like you said, and I think this is the point you're really getting at, is what's amazing about CrossFit, and um, obviously I'm toeing the party line here, is that it works. You know, like I've never seen it not work. Um, applied poorly, I've seen it work. Applied, you know, whatever that means. I've applied successfully and applied diligently. I've seen it work really, really well. And I think that's so amazing because it's like we're kind of stuck in this world where everybody's always looking for a quick fix. You know, what's the simplest way to do something? And it's like, well, do one workout plus warm up, cool down four to five days a week. You know, mix and match push the movements you use. Bit. Yeah, push yourself a little harder than you would have if you, you know, you weren't in a room full of people and you will get fitter for a lifetime. Like, it just, it's amazing to me um, how on one hand we desire so much and like this, this idea of like, oh, I want to just find that quick fix. What's that silver bullet that does this or makes this better or helps me do X, Y, or Z? It's like, oh, we have it. But then on the other hand, it's like we want to take that thing and overcomplicate it. Well, that's literally I a think conversation. That's kind of what you're talking about and in terms of programming. And that's always my argument with people. Like I put that post up, shitty CrossFit works, and yeah. people lose it. And I'm like, this idea that people are breaking their backs and hurting themselves in CrossFit is so old and wrong. No, I've I've owned four affiliates, Ferns own a bunch. Like we've coached thousands of people. I've I've seen people tweak something here and there, just like I've seen that happen at a 5K. Or on the jujitsu mats. Like, if you're off your couch, there's a risk for injury. But <laughs> shitty CrossFit works. Like, our mutual friend, Todd, and I, we were working, a, I f forget where we were, but we were watching and we were just like, I think we were at somebody's box and we are like, this is really bad. And then we were like looking and that dude's squatting 315, that girl's doing pull-ups, so-and-so's doing that. And I'm like, shit still works. Well, I always go back to everybody forgets when where they started in yeah. the whole yeah. process. Yeah. I mean, if, like, if you go back and look at some, I could probably pull some up and like, Movement wasn't good. Like, not only was it not good, it was atrocious. It was like full internal rotation of the overhead position for an overhead squat. And we talk about this in the level one, in the What is CrossFit lecture. I'm like, you can still get really fit because of the nature of functional movements and largely avoid injury. We're not saying that you should do that, but it's baked into the cake. They are safe by their very nature. You should also do them well. But we all started moving pretty terribly. Jay still moves terribly, and right? Been, and he's like, he's still I, here. I moved terribly, <clears throat> squatted 350 for a double. Right. And I've been moving this badly for like 15 years. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being fully like trained jujitsu, like where people are trying to hurt you. And I'm like, I've really never sat out of CrossFit for an extended period of time. Like I've had a tweak. I need to modify something. My shoulder hurts. But for 15 years, I've been doing this thing. Well, this is kind of, this kind of goes in line with the discussion we were having with Nicole Christensen the other day about 
people are trying to fix something with regard to the methodology that's not broken. And it's like, you don't need to fix it. You need to do it better. You need to, there's, I don't think it's as much about programming. Is it about the application of programming? Like I can give you a tool, but if you don't know how to use it, then it's an an ineffective tool. Now this happens to be one where even if you didn't know how to use it really correctly, it's still pretty damn effective. But the argument is like, we just learn how to use it really well. Learn how to, you know, do really good warmups. Learn how, a little bit more about variance. Learn more about movement combinations and learn more about, you know, periodization. If you want to somehow try to loop that into your programming, at, maybe at a little bit broader spectrum. But learn all of those things. Like, you should learn a little bit more about kettlebells and, and figure out how to loop those in. But learn more and fi- but don't, you don't need to change the the recipe. Like you just need to like play with it a little bit and learn how to apply it a little bit differently or more specifically to the 15 different athletes in your gym. That's where I believe the disconnect is. It's like you got the tool, but you really don't know how to use it. And that's fine because it's a great tool. And that's the beauty of it is you don't have to, and it'll still work, but optimally you should learn how to use it. Yeah. Right. It's like using the knife, the butter knife as the screwdriver. Um, Yeah, and on it to not to sound salesy, but to return to what we we're talking about with Cap, that's been the goal. Like I do think programming matters, and I think it's very valuable to look at and have information on. Like you know, if if I'm writing a program and the athletes are destroyed or X Y Z is happening or everybody's always scaling the same movement. I should take a look at what the hell am I programming. I should also take a look at what are the coaches doing. Right. And in lieu of us being able to do that, and this is one of the things that frustrates me most, is like I can't just go around and see what all the coaches who are doing cap are doing. So I could be like, hey, 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 no, 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 have them put their hands here. Right. And everything gets better. Our next best step is to try and communicate how do we give context to and help them use that tool. And like you said, that's been a huge focus for us is to provide that context um, and really looking at, hey, here is today's workout, but how does today's workout fit within the rest of the week? How do we maybe take a approach that goes beyond just scaling load, volume, scaling uh, movements, potentially take an approach to this where it gives athletes context. So maybe they can kind of find their own path successfully. And that's been one of the biggest projects we've looked at and what we're continually refining because as we've cast this wide net, um, you know, there are some lines in the sand, you know, constantly varied functional movements, execute at high intensity. Like that's our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. We're not going to step out of that methodology, but that being said, we're learning a lot about what actually goes on inside affiliates everywhere. And I thought I knew a lot. I've traveled a fair amount. I've done a seminar on just about every continent on the face of the How earth. How many seminars have you done? 300 plus? I don't count. Okay. Um, well, we got those um, badges a couple of years ago. Did you do the 300? It's or well over 350, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, not, I think I'm not near, a, not near a few. or slightly over 400, but I just, I don't like to know. So, and, but I want to go to this. Like, remember back in the day when we all found CrossFit? You're following.com potentially. It wasn't released precisely at 8 o'clock Eastern. It was like around 8 yeah, o'clock. Yeah. We'd all hit refresh and the workout would pop up and there would be either this excitement because you just were really ready to go or this like, oh man, that's going to be tough, but I'm excited. Yeah. And my point has always been, and like, if we want to use specific examples, we had James Fitzgerald on not too long ago. I have no doubt if I followed his programming to a T, I can maybe be a little fitter than I am today at 43 years old. In theory, doing an hour at Z1 or whatever he prescribes and all these things or other, you know, people that are telling you you need to do, you know, uh, all these stretches and mobility to get better. Like, in theory, all that's great. But if it's not fun, it's not going to work for me because I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to do the work. So, Cap, 
some other programs out there. Like when I see cap workouts, that's what it reminds me of. Like today, 10 by 2 back squat. I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to do that. Not just because I'm good at it, but I knew it was going to be a fun class. I'd hopefully have a cool partner, which I did. But you, you throw out good Metcons as well, like the three minutes of rowing, the one minute of muscle-ups. Like, it's fun. And I think that's the bigger issue that I have. It's like less about what the actual programming is. And like, in theory, this is great. It doesn't work if people aren't being consistent and having fun with it. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. And, and you know, someone told me once I was a bad salesman and I said that was the best compliment I could ever get. Um, Cause I think that means I'm focused on the right stuff. So it's like, I'm also, you know, I also believe personally, you know, and I'm heavily invested in cap in terms of like energy we put into it and the rest of the team that I see how hard they work on it. But if you don't want to do that programming, if you don't want to follow core methodological CrossFit programming, you want to go do something different. Like I'm okay with that. But that being said, if you're like, hey, show me a great GPP program that's as simple as possible to implement in a group class setting, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can help you out with that. Right. I think what frustrates me, and this is what you were getting at, and I wanted to hear more from you on this, is like there is this like self-help vulturism stank in any space, but certainly in the fitness space right. where it's like, oh, hey, man, you're doing group classes and you're following CrossFit.com. Like, man, I can fix all your problems. And I, and I, and a buddy of mine, actually Matt Delavalli said this to me yesterday. I said this quote to him. I said, you know, when someone starts thinking that, when I start thinking my influence is more important in somebody else's life than their own influence, I'm, I'm a danger. And I see that in the space and it's like, that's really frustrating to me. And, and Matt Delavalli was like slagging me for that, making fun of me. But I see that kind of stuff and it's like, oh, buddy, I can fix all your problems. Like, Did I have a problem? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, I just, I don't think that's like, a, I don't think that's what a good teacher does. I, personally, I don't think that's what a good coach does. I think the, the converse of that is like, oh, hey, you're struggling with X, Y, and Z. Cool. Which one of those do you want to focus on? Great. Let me show you some tools I've learned to try and help with that. You know, I, I think that's a much, that's the kind of teaching and coaching I would want. And um, I hope we bring something like that you know, I hope that gets manifested or felt through cap. I think it is. And that, that, that is the approach that we took. And that was, that was always kind of our, our kind of contention with that, the, the gym, uh, coaching space, which is just like, they're doing a thing. And what you came in is didn't try to help them fix that thing. You're like, no, 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 you should try the other thing. Cause it's better. And I'm like, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but like, the point is that that's what, that's not what they were trying to achieve. It, it's like, it's like, it's like, I feel like, the, <laughs> um, I feel like some of those people, it's like dating someone. And when you date that person, they're like, Oh, if you just let me change you a little bit, you can be the person <laughs> I want you to be. Right. And yes. I'm like, Roz, yeah. is, Roz is trying to do that to me right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah and she's doing a terrible job. Yeah. She said, you're can you be more like, as I, as she I, said, be more like Fern. And I said, what does that mean? <laughs> well, that's different. That's good <laughs> yeah. advice. But, yeah. you know, and, and let's use another example since you want that, you know, part of my squat therapy beef with Sean from active life was, you know, resonated today like we did squat therapy in class and my attitude was squat therapy works and it's an assessment tool because here's what happened i was doing squat therapy brent he kept yelling at me for my ribs and i know i overextend right so she assessed me in that moment and it was helpful when we got to the squats and like fern said it's like like you just said it's like we don't need to change what you're actually doing we just need to get you better at it part of it is developing as coaches and, and, and part of it is also, you know, like you said, like making sure we're helping you where you want to be helped. With Affiliate U, we had a call yesterday, and somebody's like, should I get rid of my limited memberships? And I was like, well, do you want them? And he's like, I don't know. I was like, just because we say something 
you have to believe in it as well, whether it's a rate increase or whether it's something new that we're trying to implement at your box. So we we know what works, but you have to believe in it. And it also has to be something you want to change, like you said. Also, context. Or like, right. I need more information. Like, like that's every, it's like, hey, should I do this? I'm like, I don't know. I had, I had that question for it. Should I do this? I'm like, I am, I don't, I have a zero information in order to give you that answer. So I'm not going to give it to you. In, in a hypothetical scenario, I'm like, yeah, it could work. It could also be disastrous. So I need more information. I need to see, I need to see what's going on there. How are you currently doing it? What are we going to do? And I might say, yes, you should do that. 12 months from now, but there's a series of things that might need to happen before that in order for that to unfold the way that you think it's going to unfold. Because if you, if the order of operations is not correct, it will not yield what you, what you want it to yield. And again, this goes back to application is what I think matters when you're talking about Brentley running a good class in here. It's not shocking or a surprise that the way she ran the class is what made that class effective. Like that was high energy right out of the gate from the, uh, from the wad brief, which James missed is that (laughs) (laughs) like we were moving and we were warming up and then we got to it. And that was a fun class. And I would argue is also very effective with regard to fitness. And, and perfect example, people lose sight of this. We were talking about a lot about it this week. Like an hour of class doesn't mean seven workouts we moved with the exception of the whiteboard brief which was the entire time three minutes it was like three minutes it was like i'm leading you through a warm-up okay you're doing squat therapy i'm you're doing a set of 10 with an empty bar five three three two with the you know bail on this last like i felt like we moved a ton and i had a great and and here's the thing i don't think i hit a lifetime pr today which i did because of me i'm tired right we've been on the go I think it was because she got me so well warmed and primed to go that I was able to do it. So, you know, done improperly, that would have just been like, okay, I worked up to 315. Because she got us so well primed and, you know, it was fun. James is yelling at me like, that's a good workout. Like, you partner up with someone that makes it more fun. That's what happens. I'm just wondering how many times you're going to humble brag about your back. Oh, dude, I'm going to be hearing about this for in, in 2023. Remember that time at Back Squad 350 for a couple? Were you impressed by that? Yeah, yeah, I thought you did a great job. Because the way you, <laughs> the way you talked about. yourself up, I didn't think you were going to back squat 275. But um, you nailed it. No, yeah, I, I agree on I agree on all of that. Um, and I think one of the other things, and this again, this I just think the space is big enough, too. Um, I'm the, just the not CrossFit space. Yeah, I think the fitness space. Fitness, fitness, fitness space. Fitness is massive, space. dude. Yeah, like I think the, the space is, is big enough. And um, I'm just personally, you know, I'm not a huge fan of like the, oh, hey, there's a problem over there. Oh, I definitely know how to fix that. Let me go show them. Um, that's just not the way I tried. And I hope, God, I hope somebody's going to send me an email and be like, yeah, that is, that is you. Um, that's <laughs> not how I want to interact. And um, No, I don't think it I is. I don't want people to look at uh, CrossFit affiliate programming and think that's what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is give people a tool set, a roadmap to implement, you know, quintessential CrossFit programming. Yeah. I, and I, and I think you guys are, are and that's are, our lane. I think you, well, and that's the beauty of it, right? Is you know, your lane, you're not deviating out of your lane. You're not saying don't do these other things, but you're saying, if you want to do CrossFit, here's some really good resources and use all of them. Use some of them. I'm a firm believer of wherever you get your programming from, 75% at most, but you should own the other piece of, you should, it, you should not just set it and forget it because it's you, it, your facility, your equipment, all those other things, you need to have ownership of it. And whether it was cap or anything else, you should treat it that way because you don't know anything about my gym, my athletes, the weather, the weather, like any of that stuff. So it, all those things had to be taken into account, but arming people with the tools to make that decision and do it in an educated, thoughtful way 
is the key. That's that's how you do that, right? Like, you know, it sounds good, but like teach a person to fish, right? Like it's, it's not like here's here's the fish. It's like teach them how to fish and then like you can either take that one or you can go get your own. It doesn't matter at that point. And, and because like you're talking about, it's like we really want to try to stay away from the dogma of like, yeah, we're quintessential CrossFit programming, but we can't we can't learn or we can't change how we teach you how to implement or we can't understand your scenario better. Um, I do think there's so much dogma in the programming space like you talk about. And we've tried to do a lot to avoid that. Like we have a, I just, I started an e, I've shot people a message out on Instagram of like, Hey, if you're a CrossFit level two trainer and you typically scale high skill movements and heavy workouts, DM me, we have an email chain where we regularly send out workouts and give me your feedback. What was your time? How did you scale? Like, we're taking tons of you're feedback you're from testing affiliates. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see yeah. you asking yeah. that quite a bit. You've been posting more on Instagram yourself lately. Yeah, just to, I, it's important to me too. And it, it's like, I don't follow CrossFit. I don't follow CrossFit.com to a T. You know, I don't follow Cap to a T every single day. Um, but I try to do it inside of an affiliate that runs it. I try to follow it when I'm not in my affiliate as much as possible. Because I do think that's really important. You know, there are days where I'll lay out, you know, we'll sit down as a team and we'll lay out a week of programming and it checks all the boxes in terms of variance and whatever our focus is. And I'll do that week and I'm like, wow, we really messed up. Um, and I think that's really, really, really important. So to that extent, I, again, I think the, I think the programming matters, but, um, well, that's a, that's the old, that's the same thing that we preach to affiliate owners and coaches. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for you to understand the impacts of your programming if you're not doing your program. It's just in a bubble. It's a hypothetical scenario that you've unpacked in your mind that is probably inaccurate to some degree. You should do it. And it's okay if you do it a little bit out of order. You're still going to get the data points and the information to say like, hey, like this was kind of a mess and I'm not even really sure why. We'll try to unpack that and correct it moving forward. But the point is I know, not based on what I think happened on the piece of paper in the spreadsheet, but based on how I feel. And then I validate that by what they feel like. And if I'm like, man, I really feel like trash. And they're like, yeah, well, mean, then you're wanting members like, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I feel like trash too. And I'm like, okay, that's important information to know. Why did that happen? And maybe you can go back and figure it out, but maybe not. But the point is you should be participating in it. Otherwise, you're going to have a really, really hard time producing a really good product. That, that's, that's been my view on it. And, um, you know, maybe other people would argue with me to the, to the contrary. But, you know, I think that's a great place to start. I can see my next post. Hobart doesn't know what he's talking about. That's fair. That's, that's true. Put up there. I, like Prove I said, me I've, wrong. I've, I've grown thick skin in this role. You know, people are very honest you know, again, and why I think programming matters, like when I receive feedback from affiliate owners, like it, it seems like it's so important to them. And, and we can say like, well, maybe you're, I don't think us saying like, well, if the programming matters so much, your coaches aren't good enough. Like, I don't think that can be our answer. Right. That's like, I don't know. It's both selling one, selling both. somebody a shitty car and then they crash and be like, well, you just should have been a better driver. Right. right. There needs to, there has to be this really nice balance of both. And that's what we're going to try to continue to do is, is, is bring that. Well, to it's, the, uh, I, and that's where I think you guys are. While you, I'm sure you think it needs to be improved. I, again, I've looked at the content. I'm like the, the additional resources are there for that, which is like, Hey, this is, we've putting, you know, thought into this program, but also here's the things that you would need the skill sets, whether you're brand new and you don't really understand this and you've gotten no reps underneath your belt, you could start to chip away at some of that stuff with regard to what is a good whiteboard brief? Like how would I uh, ex execute uh, a, an optimal or at least a pretty good general warm up? Like how do I start to understand stimulus? Like that stuff's there and it's not something you learn overnight. Right, like conceptually, you could probably learn it fairly quickly, but that's totally different than practical application. And going back to the application of any product is really what matters. I mean, we've all had somebody 
teach us something that was an over the top good teacher teaching us anything. And you're like, well, that was the difference. Cause I've been taught the same subject from somebody who was terrible and that I didn't get the, the, the information was not transferred. But so. then you go home and try it and you're still not there yet. You right. Know, I'm like, okay, now I got to practice. Ross, I get right? it. Like, right. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, this is a happy little tree. You go home and you're like, that looks like a turd. It's like happy little cloud. <laughs> right up in here. We'll make a happy little cloud. Another turd, you know, like, <laughs> true. um, um, uh, do you guys have any, any other things coming up for cap, like initiatives or anything like that? Um, well, we just launched a feature that converts metric to or imperial to metric measurements. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Um, that was a big piece of feedback. Just for your international clients? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was a huge piece of feedback um, that came through. We're kind of auditing all of our video content. And um, one of our biggest goals throughout the next year is to make sure that we provide more video content that was for all be my, of our coaches. That was going to be my only feedback. we do think we're pretty heavy written. Yeah, but you got um, Todd Akuto doing it. That was a mistake. Yeah, and that's even the other bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you want him to paint pictures in your lobby, he's your guy. <laughs> yeah, art, yes. Coaching, mm-hmm. Todd. Yeah, so... Um, we're no, look- no, that's that's actually where I was going to go with that when you brought that up earlier. Like, th- it is a lot, and I think if if you can move more towards video audio, it would be it's e- it's more easily consumed. Well, like, saw- if somebody was going to try to read this podcast, you'd be like, absolutely not. Well, I saw feedback <laughs> from someone that said, you know, I love watching the vi- listening to the videos when I drive to the gym, and I was right. like, gosh, that's that's amazing, right? Because you know, I sometimes film those videos or the team that, that that's we're bringing in more coaches from seminar staff, which is really exciting for me because um, that that that's talent pool is as deep as it gets in terms of coaching. So it's really nice to hear new voices and see different faces. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, I sometimes film those videos and I'm like, no one's ever going to watch this. And then you see how many people interact with and you're like, okay, we have to do this better. Well, um, it's probably the first thing they go to. Yeah. Realistically. That's what I would do. I would read the workout and be like, what's he got to say? I'm like, what's, what's James thoughts on stimulus or any of that? Cause I, cause what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to validate is what I'm interpreting here the same thing that he's about to tell me and i'm either going to get a yes or no at that point um and that's the nerdiness of it i mean we are looking into all that like we look at all the google analytics like how long are you spending looking at the stimulus how many people are clicking through on the demo videos um how many people are watching the at home videos so one of the big projects throughout the year is to totally revamp uh the user interface and to make sure and i've said this from the start it's like i know some people are like hey coaches shouldn't look at notes during class but the reality of it is if you're running an affiliate you probably have some part-time coaches if you have part-time coaches you people are grinding multiple jobs. If you have people grinding multiple jobs, time is a scarcity. And, you know, they might be studying in five minutes before the class. So right. as to make sure that like the mobile version is something that is scannable, but also useful. So right. that's actually been a huge project of what we're trying to do is create a tool. So again, in all scenarios, you study for 60 minutes a night, you study five minutes before class, you have all the essentials to give the athletes the workout stimulus and the best hour of their day, um, regardless of ability level and how long you had time to study. So those are probably two of the biggest things we're looking at. We're also looking at, um, developing different tracks. So we offer additional tracks and lifting and at home as well as a compete track. And they all, they all sync up and run off of the daily class offering. Yeah. Um, and then just expanding those based on what affiliates need and taking a lot of feedback on that and trying to figure out what's the best way to go. So those are some of the bigger projects um, that we're working on there. And the other big thing we hear you guys out there is pushing our publishing date up earlier. Um, what, right, is it curr- what is it Right curr- now we publish week? Thursday. So it'll come out on thir- today, Thursday? Today is Thursday. Yep. yep. Programming comes out today and that'll be next week's programming. So 
we're gonna three four days. It's tight for whoever's it coaching is tight. Monday. And um, you know, the more I thought about it, is is um, you know, you just it's so easy to fall back on your own bullshit. And I was like, well, my affiliate was open on Sunday, and and I was reading class plans on Sunday, and then you read feedback where someone's like, oh, hey, we're not open on Sunday. And I'm like, okay, so that's another day they're not preparing. Right. So by the end of March, um, we're gonna push back to two weeks. Not two weeks. Yeah, okay. we're going to push back to Wednesday at noon, and then the next step there, hopefully before mid-year, we'll push back so it is a full week ahead of time. Got it. Um, <clears throat> and then there's. I, I think that's a fair criticism as an affiliate owner. I'd be part like, of yeah, it man. is. It it hundred percent is, and we receive a ton of feedback on it. And it's. Um, I know it seems like tiny, granular little issue, but if like, again, if you're an affiliate owner, grind it for time. It's a big deal. And we go out there and say, hey, we're going to save you time, and then we dump something on you Thursday, and you're like, oh fuck, I have. Yeah. 24 hours to put this together. So that's not lost on us. And um, that's been a big push for us. Cool. Yeah. I, I was going to defend you guys a little bit where you're also taking some of that data like we talked about. You don't know how Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is hitting people, which may then impact what you program Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, we program pretty far out now. Um, it's all of the other steps the content, of the, creating yeah. content, checking that content, copying it, creating the, the collateral of the videos. And that's not to say like, Hey guys, woe is me. It's so much to do. I'm not saying that, but we want to make sure all of those systems have a timeline. So what if something goes wrong? It what is a process though, right? It's not an easy switch. It. If I'm going to build this machine that comes out with all this stuff and you're like, Hey, we're just going to change this movement. I'm like, well, there was content written that there's videos for that. There's like, it's not that easy. So it is a legitimate aspect of the, of the process. And it's not, I know it's not an excuse, but it is it is a variable. Like you can't say, "Be like, oh, it's not a thing." I'm like, no, it's definitely a thing. If you're talking about production of a product, it, it it's real. And 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 that's why it's one of the most important <clears throat> things for us right now to focus on is pushing that timeline back because it probably is one of the top five biggest um, features for us to update. And then the other one we're going to update. I'll commit to this too. I'll get slapped on the wrist for it. Um, it's just to have a. Uh, plain text printed option. Um, oh, I, I think we it. underestimated a lot of the data we looked at early on of how many people were accessing Digital. it on mobile. And I thought it was like, that's what everybody does. There's just, I'm the same way. There's still a lot of old schoolers out there printing print it out, out, like to scribble on it, maybe change some things, make some notes, leave it for the next class. So um, it's just to bring back uh, essentially nice, a nice, easy printer friendly, plain text. Um, option I think that's legit. Out. I mean, if you, if you want to interact with it or write a note on there, that's much harder to do digitally. Right. Yep. You know, like, uh, like Lindsay, for example, like we have digital feedback forms that we give our coaches, but she's always got pen and paper. She's like, I want to do more than this. I'm like, cool. Knock yourself out. Like, that's great. Like, but because the end product, which I think is more what you're worried about, like that's what you're worried about. And then you do some things that might not make sense, you know, until you're like, Oh, the end user is what makes sense. That's what I care about. Yeah. And that's what this process has been for us is, is understanding what is going on in affiliates across the world. I mean, 53% it's about fifth split. 50% of, of cap affiliates are in the U S 50% are international. Like that already gets us thinking on like, what do we need to do differently? You right. know, like that's, 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 that's staggering to me. Right. Um, also flattering, but you know, that's what this process has been. It's been, it's been like, um, a first date all over again. Like I said, I've been coaching seminars all over the world for 10 years. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're learning about affiliates. Um, I'm in a, in a much more intimate, intimate way, which has been really exciting. Um, also at times harrowing, but uh, as you guys know, but um, important. When you're ready to break through in Israel, you come to me. <laughs> All right. You bring, you <laughs> I will do the wad briefs in Hebrew. Oh, oh, will you? Well, probably not. I'd have to learn Hebrew first, <laughs> but yes, if assuming I can learn Hebrew quickly, I will do it for you. I've done a, I've done a handful of seminars Shalom. over there. I know some good. Oh, that's a good start. Yeah. Shalom is a good. Shalom means a lot of words too. <laughs> Hello, goodbye, peace. 
Ruster, I believe it means also. <laughs> so you could uh we can we can basically cover gonna, everything. Thruster one word? Thruster. Thruster one word. Yes. Okay. Well, well I think it means both thrusters. Yeah, maybe. We'll find out. Thruster and thrust her. Speaking of how's married life? It's <laughs> great. Yeah, no, married life is is awesome. Um I'm just running to catch up with with my wife. She's uh she's amazing. And you're moving closer to me on purpose? Yep, didn't tell you on purpose. He goes, where are you moving? And I told him where I'm moving to, and he goes, that's three minutes from me. And I'm like, exactly what I didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, literally yeah. around the corner. Uh, we're just canceling our plans. I'm going to get very fit. You're going to come over to Best Hour CrossFit? We, love we follow it. cat programming. We'd love that. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll, uh, we'll get that going. We'll get a little uh, double date. That's weird because I don't. They don't program curls or any of that stuff, and that's all I ever see you do. Well, we supplement it. Oh, got it. You, yeah. you do look big. Of, it's all that's the, what I said. Looks, he looks thick. Get that, Nate? Can you fit If you that didn't in the know, shot? Jay back squatted 350 pounds um, for, for a double, double today, double. and he's been following caps. So. <laughs> there you go. 160 body weight. 160 <laughs> body weight. Yeah, it's wow. about 20 you, pounds over what you should be. <laughs> <laughs> you, you still got it, though. I mean, you 375 for a double, and to be fair, for me, that was like, that's it. You had 50 pounds in you. You think I could have thrown a, a James? A he, four, he did, what is that he math? Did, I can't did, do math. He did, say, he did say, he's four, like, I, I should have gone for 400. I said, well, listen, yeah, James. But, but I think that's also, you know, Fern and I were kind of talking after class. Like, when you've got the 15 years of CrossFit, you don't necessarily need to go crazy every day. You did 10 moderately heavy doubles it's for more yourself. fitness than well, you're it's, ever it's funny this be. is something yeah. i wanted to get into and I don't, I don't think we're gonna have time but i was i was talking to one of the members nick afterwards and there was a workout yesterday three minutes of rowing one minute of muscle ups four rounds this is muscle up um <laughs> universal sign universal this sign. is rowing <laughs> this is muscle up double under um and he was asking me like hey what would be a benchmark for you in that workout and i was telling him like honestly i wouldn't do that workout for high score um but this is just going back to application piece which I have a very specific goal in some cases. Like I've done, not to say it wouldn't benefit me, but I've done plenty of workouts in my lifetime of CrossFit, of rowing and muscle-ups. Like my goal in that workout would be to not sandbag the row, but row in such a way where I could try and hold sets of 10 muscle-ups because that's right. what I really want to focus on in practice. And what I wanted to talk about was just, you know, understanding relative intensity related to goals and application better. But I think we've covered it all. But anyway. And, and part of that is just, you know, giving yourself a goal in some workouts, right? Like you, you, you can't push 100% every day, but I'll give you an example. We were at Watchtower with the kettlebell swings, mm-hmm. 21, 18, et cetera, and my goal became like, okay, I want to go unbroken on all the swings today, which means maybe I slow down the push-ups or purposely break them. I think it's good to have those little goals within a workout, whatever that looks like for the day. Especially, I think, for people who have been doing CrossFit longer, you know, but I will say being back in an affiliate, and I haven't worked out in affiliate since I, I, I left my previously owned affiliate uh, in in Boston, um, CrossFit One Nation Boston, and uh, the last workout I did there was, was I think, was Murph. Oh, I went back and visited once in between. But anyway, being an affiliate is so deceptive. Like you forget, I'm super competitive, and I said this like I don't care if you scale, I don't care who you are as an athlete. Your first day across, like I want to hammer you into the ground. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, and we did a you know doing workouts in affiliate again is just like light your hair like it's i'm like okay well i want to work on doing like larger sets with the barbell and i'm like fuck it gas pedal <laughs> i want to win like i want to crush it. i look at the I, i'm leaderboarding like crazy now that's the beauty of coming to and i saw brian's name over there 365 and i was like okay buddy and yeah, um, i got you i got your number that's the whole like i from the first workout right. we hit this week i was like i've been training mostly in the garage baby excuses yeah you have been talking about that yeah and i'm like man 
It's a different. It's a you, different vibe. And they even said to you, like, I think one thing I'd like to do is just. There's so many great affiliates in the area. Like, bounce around. Like, see some different coaching. Get some different. You know, whether some are following Cap, some are following their own thing. Like, it's it's just fun to mix it up and get into communities. Well, and get I think to affiliates. I think if we were gonna like summarize all of this, many of the things that make this effective are baked into the cake. Yeah. If we just revisit the application of it, like that's where mastery comes from. The vibe, the competition, functional movements, how they yield in results, all of that stuff, it's there. You don't need to play with that. You need to play with mastering the application of it. And that is where I think solves a lot of problems. It doesn't solve all the problems, but it solves a significant amount of them because then you can you have more bandwidth to do other things. You can spend more time with your clients. You can dive deeper with what they need individually. You can spend more time on the business. Um, but I think that is really what people should be focusing on. All the good shit, it's already there. It's baked in the cake. Yeah, that's so true. I always hear people talk about like, how do I build community in my gym? And I'm like, I'm like, CrossFit, run a really fucking good class. CrossFit isn't about building community, but if you run a class and you give people a challenging workout and some, you know, misery loves company, and you make it accessible, the community gets built out of that. Right. The community gets built out of the fact that like, oh, that workout was hard for you too, even though you you, yeah. you use 45 and right. you use 115. Like, gosh, that sucked for all of us. Like, right. that's. You know, and giving people access to that. Um, you said that cap was fun, and that made me feel warm and fuzzy because we we uh, had a little. I kind of got my feelings hurt. I received some feed. We received some feedback that like, hey, this is not fun. And so I sat down to really think about what fun programming is. And um, for me, and I asked a lot of people, fun programming is something that's challenging but also accessible for everybody in the class. Right. And I think if because if when I've seen that experience occur. Like you just said, it's just all the baked and stuff comes out. So well, you uh, guys are, I think you guys are moving in the right direction. I look forward to see, um, you know, what you guys got coming up. If, if you're considering it or you're, you know, on the fence about cap, I think that we always point everybody there first. Like, just go there first. Like if you're a CrossFit affiliate, just go there first, try it out, look at it, look at the resources, work on your skill set, um, Unless and go from there. Just a little less Todd. A little less Todd Aquino. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll turn down the Todd. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And um, that's another thing we're going to launch is um, so far it's it's been – you can't really access it unless you are an affiliate owner. We're going to we're gonna basically create um, a free trial, free trial that people can access and just see what it is regardless of who you are, yeah. where you are. I think you want to know what's going on. Cool. And um, if you don't like it, I know I'll hear about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> Keep but it coming. The good yeah. news is that you have people that are listening and taking the feedback, and it will get addressed one way or the other. Yeah, so. people are, if people are complaining and you also see people who are celebrating, you know people care, and that's what's most important for us. Well, it's always good to catch up, dude. It's been too long. Yeah. yeah. we got to sit down and do a long one. Dude. i got so much I want to say to you guys. Dude, come on. <laughs> i got a lot of problems with you guys, <laughs> and I want to just address so much I've got so much beef. There's well, so much beef I have. I well, only, yeah. we, can, we can, once we get the studio up, I don't know where that's going to be or when, but now we're on the hook for it. Well, um, it might yeah. be right next door to yeah. me. It might be right here. Yeah. Well, we'll, well, we'll see. I only deal with my issues in generalities. Yeah. I don't like to be yeah. specific. Yeah. I like what you're doing on Instagram. And your little coach debriefs. I'll pat you guys in the back. When he does them, when he does them, they're good. not quite as consistent. i got a lot more shit going on than Jay, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> single parenting two businesses it is what it is it's cool thanks exactly. dude this has been really really fun thanks we'll get 200 so million dollar man right there James <laughs> okay. Hobart thanks for checking out this episode of the best hour of their day podcast we appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you and your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership you can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms if you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. 
If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.